This podcast has been brought to you by H&H Real Estate Investment, LLC, where we buy your house as is, no commission or closing costs, as soon as two weeks. Yes, we have you closing your deal in two weeks. Please contact 202-793-9719. The number again is 202-793-9719. H&H Real Estate Investment Group, LLC. DC Boxing Lessons have been brought to you by Hilltop Cafe, 233 Upshur Street, Northwest Washington, D.C., 20011. Home of the best fish sandwiches in the U.S. and the best vegan and vegetarian food ever. Yes, I'll say it again. Home of the best fish sandwiches in the USA and the best vegan and vegetarian food ever. Hilltop Cafe. 233 Upshur Street, Northwest Washington, D.C., zip code 20011. Please tell Gerald Rashid sent you. Hi, my name is Keisha Braxton with Exit Deluxe Realty in Chevy Chase, Maryland. Have you ever wondered what it takes to buy or sell a home? I have the answers for you. Please, by all means, any means necessary, contact KeishaBraxton.com for all of your real estate needs. For more information, go to K-E-C-I-A-B-R-A-X-T-O-N.com. KeishaBraxton.com. Thank you. Boston Legends, ladies and gentlemen, we have a special guest, one of the legendary trainers, uh, also a, a Hall of Famer as well, legendary Leonard Langley. How's it going today, sir? Oh, I'm doing fine, man. That's great. Uh, what 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 got you into training fighters, at, or were you a former fighter yourself? Yeah, I was a former fighter. Okay. I had a few uh, professional fights. Okay. And then I, I hooked up with David Jacob. Okay. And through then, he, he got me a job in the trainer. Okay. Wow. I didn't know that. Uh, what area did you come, you grow up in? I grew up in Southeast Washington. Okay. Okay. Southeast DC, around what part? Uh, by Eastern Boys Club. Okay. Okay. Um, not too far from where Ham is at. Okay, not too far from Ham on the southeast side. Yes, indeed. Okay. Right. Uh, t- tell me about your um, what, what made you uh, get interested? Like you said, Dave Jacobs was the one who also helped get you into training. And um, name some of the fighters that you trained. Oh, okay. Um, I worked with your know, girl Corley, mm-hmm. Reggie Green. Okay. Purcell Miller. Okay. Corey Sanders. Okay. Israel Gerbich. Wow. I work with Joppy. Okay. Keep Holmes. Wow. Um, um, when, I, when I started out to a professional, uh, Ham took me in and showed me a few things when I helped 
Okay. Wow, that's a that's a, a impressive resume of fighters, and um, and and DC definitely needs to hear your story, uh, because that's an impressive record. I remember uh when you guys used to train with us up Hillcrest. And and uh, you you didn't have none but buddy elite fighters come through there to get work with Daryl and um, and Reggie Green and, and some phenomenal fighters. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Those were the good old days. Uh, what, oh, they were the best, man. Yes, they were. Uh, what were McCann. some? Of, yep. Yeah. Yeah. McCann. Yep. Yep. What were some of your chief principles? I mean, when it comes to your fighters, what, what what was your your main thing that you were looking for from a fighter when it comes to training? Well, discipline. Um, you know, when you're supposed to weigh in, you weigh on, you weigh in what you're supposed to weigh in at. Right. And um, I, I really um, expressed that they would make the weight when they come to fight. Right. So, so what would you consider a solid fighter? A fighter that's that's all around, you know, solid fighter that you would love to train just based upon that. Oh well, you know, somebody who's very disciplined and who who really want to fight. Right. How, how would you he will listen and, and, and follow direction? Okay, that's right. That making he making sure he's coachable, basically. Right. That's a good word. Coachable. Yes, indeed. Yeah. How, how would you view the state of boxing today? Um. Well, I've been uh, following Barry and, and Patrick, and uh, uh, Patrick, and they're doing a great job, right? With their fighters, yes, they are. A uh, shout out to the Headbangers Gym; they definitely doing a great job over there. Oh man, Barry, Barry, unbelievable, man. Yes, he is. Uh, I can remember when he used to train uh, Daryl Two Sweet Coley uh, in the early nineties up Hillcrest, man. Uh, when did this first begin with you and Daryl Coley? When did this uh, this begin with you and him uh, when you start first training him? Um, Daryl was about eight years old, and I was coaching down at Sea Pleasant Rec. Okay. And he came in with his brother, Jeff. Okay. And um, he, he started training, and then I, I, saw, I saw something great in him. Okay. Also, I could remember that awesome footwork that uh, that he had and and his amazing boxing abilities. Uh, wh- wh- how did you develop that style for him with that awesome supreme boxing abilities that he had? Well, you know, we used to do an uh, exercise where we used to move around the ring and work on our balance, work on our foot speed, to get our foot speed in timing with our hand. Right. Okay, yeah, because uh, Daryl was a natural dancer. Yeah, he was, man. That you know, um, when we used to watch him in the gym, I used to uh, imitate some of his moves and take it to the nationals <laughs> with me, man. <laughs> My brother and I did, you know. And uh, I had a gentleman on here named Cameron Wright. He was a former fighter in the nineties in the amateurs, and he he gave credit also to uh, Daryl Cody for. His footwork because he 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 he, he uh, that, that damn near identical to to Daryl's footwork, but he said that's where he got it from. That's where he got it from. Right. Uh, I can remember uh, you and your partner, the late Al Scott. Great man, man. Great rest man. in power to him. Rest in peace I to him. Him, man. 
and uh, explain your relationship and how it was, uh, why it was so dynamic. Okay, well, um, Daryl brought um, Al into the gym. Okay. Because I had took a break to explore my professional career. Okay. And then Al took over for a while. So when I came back, um, Daryl went back up with me. Okay. And he asked me, was it okay for Al to come in? Okay. Wow. Well, then me and Al bond a, a special affection for one another. Right. I remember them days of y'all too. I was like, wow, they, I, I see, if we wouldn't see one without the other, no fight. So, always, man, always. Yes, indeed, man. Uh, let's talk about Reggie Green. And what was what was special about training Reggie Green? Reggie was the most disciplined fight I ever trained. Mm. I mean, he was dedicated, and he was a great puncher, buddy. Okay, yes, he was. That was my next question. Uh, uh, a lot of people sparred him and said, "Man, he hit like a kicking mule." Well, let me tell you about something. I remember him sparring Joppy one day. And, you know, Joppy was like heavier. And I told Joppy, not so hard. Right. But then one round, Joppy started throwing hard at him. And I said, Joppy, what's wrong, man? And Joppy said, I ain't trying to get hurt. This man hit too hard. <laughs> wow. <laughs> <laughs> he can crack, man. I, 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 oh, I, I, crack. Yeah, he, he can crack, crack man. Uh, let's get back about Daryl Coley again. Uh I can remember the fight with Obacar. Oh, one of yeah. the biggest robberies, in my opinion, in boxing. Yeah, man. How did Daryl take that loss? Um, he took it. In, he took it okay. Okay. Um, we was in um in the locker room, and Don King came in, and he said to himself that Daryl won the fight. Wow. Mike Tyson told us at his house. That Deco Darrell won. Yeah, I did too. That was one of the biggest robberies I ever seen in my life. Oh man, we trained for that fight. And how how was your attitude towards boxing after that loss? Well, you know, I knew that we got robbed. And I just thought that, okay, we got the name now. Now we need to just get back on the saddle. Yes. Name name some of your biggest memories in boxing, training your fighters. Um, Reggie Green when he fought uh, Ralph Tiger Jones. Okay. Uh, Ralph Tiger Jones was like eleven and zero with eleven knockouts, and Reggie was only, I think, five and zero. Okay. And then a lot of people ask me, why would we take that fight? And Reggie ended up knocking him out. Wow. Wow, that's amazing. Uh the Oscar Delahoya fight uh with Daryl Coley, how was that experience for you when you uh, having the limelight fighting a major fighter like that? How how that feel well, for you? Well it was it was like I knew Daryl could beat him. Right. And I just think that circumstances and, and things took place I think that uh, it kind of like sport on us okay for, for example 
what, 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 what you think was the problem with that, the circumstances? Well, I think it's a, a frame of mind that we had. Okay, okay. And then they already were saying that DC fighters, according to um, the commentating from um, um, Big George, he always say DC fighters are slick and, he, and, he, and, and, and Oscar better be careful. Yeah, I'm sure they had a scout report on you guys. Right, right. Uh, what but if you know? Yeah, I'm sorry. What'd you say? I said, but you know, uh, I think so. Y'all had him hurt him, what, the second round? Yeah, he did. Round? Yeah, he did. And we just couldn't finish it. Um, Any advice for the future of boxing? Any advice for the young up and coming fighters? Uh, well, I like that kid Spence. Earl Spence. Yeah. Uh-huh. Okay. Well, what do you like and about? I like the local boy, um, David. Oh, uh, um, Javante Davis. Javante Davis. Yeah. 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 He's pretty sharp, man. Pretty sharp. Yes. And um, I have been keeping up with Barry. Okay. I know he got some great fighters out there. Yeah, he do. He had a lot of people coming through there. And um, who who was who would you consider your top five fighters in DC of all times? Um, Sugar Ray Leonard. Okay. Um, Bobby Foster. Okay. Uh, let me say something. Norman Smith was a great fighter. Okay. Adrian Davis was a good fighter. Yes, indeed. Um, uh, then you put you put Jobby and Keith and Daryl and Sean Bay. But oh, oh, oh! Don't leave Mark out. Oh no way, no way! He got to and be Mark in Mark Tushar Johnson was the greatest thing. He came out of DC. I totally agree. Totally agree. And uh, don't forget Big Corey Sanders. Corey Sanders. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's my that's my son. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. He big guy. Big guy. With heart, with heart, with heart. So, so give give me some any uh, 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 memorable spar sessions that you had because I remember when Daryl came to Hillcrest, everybody came with him to get some work. So, right, give me some of your memorable spar sessions. Well, we went a whole week with William Joppy, and they went like ten rounds every day. Yeah. Wow, and it was such great fun. Joppy mentioned that on when I interviewed him on the podcast. He said that was some of the greatest work he ever had. Yo, man, you should have been there. Yeah, I wish I was. We should have charged. We should have uh, a price for that. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> how how was that experience being uh, inducted into the DC Boxing Hall of Fame? What was that again? I said, how was that experience in being recognized and? Uh, inducted into the DC Boxing Hall of Fame. It, it was it was it was awesome for me. Um, I think that my work paid off, and I was just glad that some greater guys that worked with me that helped me, like Adrian Davis, uh, Pam, mm-hmm. David Jacobs. Uh, you know, I always called David my David Jacobs my father. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. It's a great man. Great man, gave gave he was very uh, uh, inspirational person to be around, motivator. Oh man, he was 
like a father to me. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. Um, far as the state of boxing, do you do, do could you see any of these fighters of the day being able to go back in time and being great in the nineties? How would you feel about that? Any of these fighters that can do it? Ooh, ooh, wow. Um, Ray Lennon would be hard to see. Yeah, 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 I agree. Oh, man, I used to train with Ray, and his work habit was awesome. And, you know, people just tell me that he couldn't punch. But when I sparred him a couple times, yeah, wow. <laughs> I, I told Ray one time, I said, you had me hurt the fourth round. Uh-huh. And I said, but I, I, I don't want to tell you that. But you had me hurt. Wow. Wow. <laughs> So explain that, that time frame since we're talking about Ray, man. Explain the the, the how was that back then in the seventies and in boxing back then. How was DC boxing back then? Well, let me tell you something. The barn was awesome. I mean, you had Roger Leonard, Ray Leonard. Uh, you had Juice. You had a lot of great fighters in that gym at that time. Wow! Wow! And the work was hard, boy. Let me tell you something. So, so, um, I remember hearing, a, a, what, listening to an article, actually uh, watching the article with uh, Bob, was Bobby Magruder and Ray. They were rivals. I heard they were rivals. How was that fight oh, yeah. between Ray and Bobby? Oh, let me tell you something. It, it was a big buildup. But, you know, Bobby did the best he could, but, but Leonard was just so great. Yeah, yeah. But Bobby was a good fighter. Now. Yeah, I heard Bobby was a great fighter. I heard. I yeah, heard. when I was getting ready to uh, fight uh, um, like Braxton. Okay. Um, I couldn't find nobody to spar with because everybody was out that day. And Bobby stepped in and gave me some rounds. Mm. Who, who was your rival, local rival back then in that time yourself? Um, I put a person named by the name of Slim Ali. Okay. And um, let me see who else. There was a few more, but they can't remember. Okay. So do you apply the same... Uh, techniques that you got from Daryl, I mean from um, Dave of Jacobs during that time, Dave Jacobs, did you did you use those same principles with your fighters and train them and just transfer what you learned from your training to them? Yes, I did. Yes, I did. I learned, I picked up something from every coach. Okay. I picked up something from Aiden Davis, a lot from Ham. Okay. Uh, from David Jacobs, McCann, Okay. Mr. Tuttle. Oh, yeah. So I picked up a few. I mean, just, I was a student, and I just learned from them. Okay. That, that's 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 amazing, man. That's what that's what I try to tell the, the, the coaches and trainers today. Um, 
you got to pick the brains of those that done it before you because it's, boxing is not a, around them, yes. exactly. It's, boxing is not a sport where you can reinvent the wheel or you'll get someone hurt. Yeah, no question. Yeah, there's a lot of it's a lot of new trainers now. That's you know they they're doing the best they can, but I I, I recommend a lot of them go and learn from the the, the ones before them so they can teach the right. fundamentals because the fundamentals is looking like it's fading away. Yeah, you know, when we had big fights, I used to call trainers and just discuss and pick their mind. That's right. That's right. Yeah, I used to call David Jacobs often. I call Ham and I call Aiden David sometimes. Okay. And um, we stuck together. I mean, I learned from them. And, that's, that's and what, then when we fought over car, Jake was in the upper corner. Um, yeah, he was. Over car. Yeah. And I was in Dow, so I was kind of glad to go against my teacher. Yeah. <laughs> yes, indeed. Because I do remember Dave being in the upper corner. Yes, indeed. Yeah. 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 Because I remember, I remember them days when Mike was calling them because I knew Mike and Obercar were real close. Oh yeah, no yeah, question. yeah, and, and 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 Mike Tyson would call Dave on, on the phone sometimes while they was in there. Yeah. To train, I yeah. think Overcar. Yeah. I think at that time. Yeah, he trained Overcar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So uh, that concludes our interview, ladies and gentlemen. Is any any last words that you want to do to inspire or, or send to the the future of boxing? Uh, this is your time to share with them now. Um. I just want to tell the fighters out there now, just listen to your coach, keep other people out your ear, and put your trust in them. Wise words from the legendary Leonard Langley, ladies and gentlemen, legendary trainer Leonard Langley, DC Boxing Legends Podcast. Peace. Tune in next Tuesday, November the 17th. We will have special guest, legendary trainer, as well as 1976 Olympic silver medalist, Charles Mooney, will be on the show November the 17th at 7 p.m. on DC Boxing Legends Podcast.